0: You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks Post Game Show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus.
1: Just not enough to get it done. The Niners score in quarters one through three. Shut out in the fourth. The Seahawks put up three points in the second and third. Score a touchdown in the fourth, but just weren't able to stop these 49ers late in the game. Brock Purdy, the Mr. Irrelevant, has himself a decent day. 17 to 26, 217, two touchdowns on the other side. Geno Smith threw the ball 44 times. He completed 31 of those things for 238. And one touchdown. The Hawks rush the ball 14 times for 70 yards. On the other side, the San Francisco 49ers have 34 rushes for 170 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 26 touches for 108, receiving the ball. George Kittle gets it done with a 54-yard touchdown, a long. He has two on the day. For the Seattle Seahawks, lock. Lockett, 7 for 68. DK, 7 for 55. When you look at the team stats, man, third down stick out once again for the Seahawks. They were 4 for 13. The 49ers, six for 13 61 plays each for these teams they also when it comes to possession 33 minutes for the 49ers 26 minutes for the seattle seahawks it was a battle there are some things you have to fix there are some things they did well and we will talk about that when i return we're going to talk to the guys marcus trufan and robert Turbin. we're hear from steve rabel players as they step up to the podium and Jim miller will have interviews down in the locker room that's coming up next on the seahawks radio network We are joined by the voice of the Seahawks, Steve. Rave When Raves, man. It felt like they just couldn't get right. Like, you're you're extremely close. You feel like you're one or two plays away from getting back in this game. And you, you miss an interception. You fumble the football. Too close. Close but no cigar, Raves. What are your feelings here?
2: Well, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I feel pretty good. I mean, I'm looking up at the scoreboard. It's 21-13, an eight-point difference. One of the most talented offensive teams, regardless of first string, second string, third string quarterback. They've still got a ton of weapons over there. And Christian McCaffrey counts as two weapons, the way he can catch and run the football. Kittle, of course. Ayuk uh, coming in with seven touchdown receptions. And the Seahawks D holding them to 21 points. And seven of those were gimmies on the fumble by uh, Travis Homer that was returned down to the two-yard line. I was really encouraged tonight. I really was. I I saw so much great effort out of that defense. They were flying around to the football. They were hitting McCaffrey. They made him earn every single yard. Purdy did okay he didn't make any mistakes which is one of the things we needed to have happen tonight we needed to be able to e- either jar the ball loose from the ball carrier or to pick Purdy off and I don't know that we got too close except for Diggs had one hit him right in the chest and he can't hang on to it but other than that you know too much pressure from the Niners their number one defense proved why they're at the top of the heap they are as good as anybody in this league and Geno Smith was scrambling for his life a few times back there, just trying to get rid of the football. All in all, considering how we finished that game last week against the Panthers, I was, I'm pretty encouraged. You know, you don't want to lose a football game bump, but against this team, and now they're the NFC West champions, the San Francisco 49ers, I thought the Seahawks, you know, showed themselves pretty well and still had a chance to win this one.
1: Yeah, Raves. I'm, I'm encouraged as well because um, I think it came down to explosive plays and the Seahawks just not converting on their opportunities to make plays when it comes to turnovers and explosive plays. You talk about Christian McCaffrey, yeah, 26 for 108. Um, really, I think the X factor was George Kittle. If you want to call him an X factor, I think that he just showed that he was one of the best tight ends in the game. And um, you look at the Niners and the Panthers, and this is the blueprint, right? This is what the Panthers and the Niners combined – are what the Hawks want to be. And they were able to hang in, hang in there and throw some blows with them and, uh, and just compete. And I think that's what you were asking for. You want to win, but uh, silver lining, they were competing out there.
2: Yeah, you want to see some, some encouraging signs. I asked Ray when we went to commercial after the Kittle touchdown, the long touchdown pass, I said, do we ever get guys that open? And we do once in a while. But when we talk about Kittle and the explosive plays, There's as much design to that as it is just the fact of the throw and the catch and the run. You design that play to get that guy in that position so wide open, and they took advantage of what the Seahawks do. Those are the things that we need to do more of against opposing defenses. But all in all, I mean, you know, great design by Kyle Shanahan aside, uh, our guys, again, I thought they gave a great deal of effort. Um, Where would we be actually without Geno? throwing the football he was struggling a little bit because he was under so much pressure Uh, Walker did pretty well since coming back from that uh, injury but couldn't sustain enough on the ground to stay with it and once you fall behind 21 to what was it 21 to 6 21 to 3 now you have to start getting out of that game plan and throwing all the time but but I, I was encouraged I I'm sorry that they lost the game I thought they played hard enough to win the game
1: Yep, Rabes, uh, just fell a little bit short. Um, Great game, as usual, man. You get home safely, and I'll talk to you soon.
2: All right, bump. thanks.
1: All right. Tonight's game was presented by Delta Airlines. Enroll in Delta 12 status today and earn one mile for every Seahawk passing yard this season. 12 status members will also receive main cabin priority boarding on Delta flights out of SeaTac Airport and other exclusive 12 status discounts. Visit 12status.com to learn more. Okay, when we return, I'm going to get my guys involved in this conversation. We're going to break down this loss, man. It's a tough one, but the Seahawks lose at home to the 49ers 21 to 13. Now, before we dive into this thing, because that's what we're going to do. That's what they pay us to do. Dive into this thing. Oh,
3: oh, oh. <laughs> Stop it, Turbo. Goodness
1: gracious, Turbo. Why you nothing? <laughs> Goodness gracious. What did I say? Let's talk about some of the positives that happened tonight. All right, Before that 55-yard run that just killed the stat sheet, the Seahawks only allowed 115 on the ground if you take away that stat. The Seahawks only allowed 14 points. All right, if you take away the touchdown where Travis Homer gifted them an easy score before the half and the Seahawks, they're still alive in the wild card race with three games to play. All right, that's the positive. People are going to be texting in and saying, oh, my God, the Hawks are this and that. They played like a good football team today. Was it the performance that you wanted? No, it wasn't. You want these guys to walk away with a whim that just didn't happen. But your first reaction to uh, this game, Turbo, holla at me. What you got?
4: Yeah, you know, I think the team overall, well, especially on the defensive side, uh, you know, played a lot better, man. They did pretty good against the run. We gave up some early ones to Christian McCaffrey uh, in that running game, but you know, overall, aside from that last run at the end, man, you know, we saw an improvement uh, in the in the in the run game. Probably not where we want to be yet, right? But it is a process in order, uh, you know, for us to get there. I think offensively man, you said Geno Pat throw through the ball 44 times. called them things. That's, that's not really what we want to do, right? I, 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 that's not our identity uh, as an offense. That's not really what has made us successful throughout the year. And if you look at Kenneth Walker and his carries, True just told me off the air, you know, he carried the ball 12 times, you know, for 47 yards. And I think about eight or nine of those came out of the shotgun formation. It's just like that's not really our identity. You know, when did we become like, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning, lineup and shotgun all game and throw the ball around the yard. Like, if we want to be successful and we want to be able to have opportunities to put together drives and drive down the field and convert on third downs, uh, we need to kind of get back to what we were identity-wise offensively. But overall, you know, defensively we played better.
3: Yeah, man, I think it was – close for us and we had opportunities there man and that's what we wanted it to be and that's what I thought it should be like a close game it's going to be a dogfight of course you're going against a great team you're going against the number one defense so it's not going to be easy but as long as you stay in the game then you got to make those opportunities you got to make those interceptions you can't turn the ball over and you got to take advantage of things when they happen and um that's really what I think it was I think we stayed in it and just like Rabel said right um the game didn't go exactly how we wanted it to go. It looked a little nasty at times, but we were right there, right? And I know it's kind of been a thing of ours. That's how we talk about the games. We kind of ran out of time and stuff like that. But we put ourselves in opportunities to win this game. We just didn't get those, you know, three, four, five, six plays right there to put us over the top.
1: I think it's it's about taking advantage of opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. This team isn't a – super elite team in the NFL to where okay we'll make up for that mistake later. It's like, no, if you gotta catch that interception, you catch the interception. You hold on to the football, you hold on to the football. If that fumble doesn't happen, the Hawks have the ball on their 40 and they're moving. Worst case scenario, you put it on the foot and now you pin them back. Um but I think this team is learning and they're maturing in front of our eyes. Paul Murray was texting us on the side and he was telling us like look man these these 49ers look like a mature team and the Seahawks look like a team that can get there eventually but they got to go through these growing pains. And I think these growing pains hurt a bit more right now because when you start six and three, you're like, okay, we can do something with it. But the NFL has its way of humbling you and being like, look, there's still some things you need to work on personnel wise. And, and I say scheming coaching wise as well.
4: Yeah, hundred percent. I was talking to true. I was talking really to the fellows before the game and, you know, just talking about this matchup, you know, the 49ers Seahawks, the history behind it, this playoff atmosphere and, you know, like, when you get into the playoffs, man, like, man, every play, like, every little minor mistake that you make become major. You know, like, the right. regular season, minor, they, they remain minor. But in games of this magnitude with this type of atmosphere, man, like, you drop an interception, man, that's huge, right. man. Because you never know the type of impact it's going to have later on in the game. The other thing that I was talking about was, you know, like, you know, we got these young guys on the field, the, the, the Tyreek Woolens of the world, the Kendall Walkers of the world, man, and it's just like, yeah, ain't, they ain't played in a game of this of this magnitude yet right. in, in, in their careers. Like the, this is real playoff implications. Like like the first game of the year, we played Denver and it was all it was a lot of hype, you know, but di- but it wasn't real no no playoff implications, you know, involved in that. Right. This is almost a winner go home kind of situation that you're in, and it takes some getting some used to when you're a young player. It takes some getting used to when you're a young coach like Shane Waldron and being in those moments.
3: Right. And it comes down to be impatient in a couple different uh, spots, right? Patient as far as how long can you withstand of just doing the basics right? There wasn't a bunch of highlights and stuff there. And we talked about this on the pregame show about getting back to the basics. Can you be in your right leverage? Can you stay on sides? Can you not get penalties? Can you not get too excited if you're going back and forth with your opposition. Maybe it's getting a little chippy out there. Can you stay in the pocket? And that's what a good team does, a mature team does. Yeah, all these things are happening, but I'm going to find a way to get through it, and I'm going to find a way to stay in the pocket and stay with what I've been doing every day in practice. And that's really what it comes down to, doing these basic things right over and over, and who can last the longest in doing that.
1: Yeah, the, the thing that, that sticks out to me when I look at the stat sheet – are the explosive plays. McCaffrey has a long run of 23. Mason has a long run of 55. Kittle has a long reception of 54, which was a touchdown. Croft has a long of 28. Now, the Hawks did a decent job with their explosive plays, but we're used to getting at least one or two plays over 30 yards. I think we had one play over 30 yards. When you are in a battle like this and you guys are going back and forth, you nickel and diamond, it really comes down to the team that's going to protect the football and have that more explosive place to shift field position, right? And uh, we just didn't see that out of the Hawks. But we did see them step up in a heavyweight bout and kind of go blow for blow for a little bit. You know what I mean? And every now and then I always look at it like a UFC fight. UFC fight, all it takes is one to clip that chin mm. and you down. You know, when, when you're talking about boxing, man, it might take two or three over, over the course of a, of a round to get you down. I look at this as a UFC fight. And the 49ers had one or two more that just clipped them a little bit and and got them down, and uh, it was unfortunate.
4: Yeah, you know, there's some really good examples of that too, right? Two of the last champions lost their title in the fifth round of the fight. Right, out of yep. and I forget the, uh, what, what the other dude's name is, but uh, but they were champions, you know. And, I, and it was, it, it's it's ironic too because at the end of the game, I'm, you know, you know, Forty Niners get the ball back and. We had just scored our touchdown, and, you know, we kicked the field goal. we down eight points or whatever. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping our defense gets us. stuff. I just want to see what our offense is going to do with no timeouts. You know, uh, j- just about a minute left to go in the game. Like, you know, it, it's exciting. So I, you got to give a lot of credit to the Seahawks for the way that they continue to fight in this game because from the outside looking in, you know, you, you're thinking like, oh, this was a blowout. And it wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. in the second half, Seahawks battled back. And, uh, you know, if there's one positive takeaway from the game that you want to see, it's certainly that.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot positive there. And just like Raybo talked about, man, this team is growing, is growing and is going in the right direction. And I know we hate to talk like this because we want to see W's after the game. Right. But it's just one of those things. And we do have a young team and these guys are learning. And this is one of the first times that you got a really good team that's coming into town. There's a bunch of hype around it. It's a division game and stuff like that. So um, just with the learning curve, and you talk about the UFC fights, man, and the boxing matches and all that. It is about um, going back and being aggressively patient. Are you going to stay in the pocket? Are you going to keep your hands up? If you don't, it's that one shot, that one hit or quitter, and you're done, man. That's all it takes.
1: Yeah, and it felt like the Hawks had opportunities to clip the chin right um taking care of the football that interception third downs and when i see stuff like that happens i see a team that's just learning how to handle these moments too right turbo you mentioned that how many dudes have been in a situation like this mm-hmm. thursday primetime football man Playoffs. division rival playoff implications yeah right and and we're going to talk to these players we're going to listen to and talk and they're going to say all the right things you know what i mean but yeah. we know that when you're out there and you're on the field, it feels different. There's no denying that now as a as an alpha as an athlete, you don't come out and admit that like man, I was a little nervous, you know I'm coming on that third down or whatnot or or I thought twice about this move right. but um it's it's just different man yeah and uh and even though they lost this game, they still learned a bit about themselves
4: yeah no nah, you 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 learn from the losses, man. I remember uh my rookie year uh, nobody really expected us to do anything, and you know we went to the playoffs and we're up against the Atlanta Falcons in that divisional round, you know, with 30 seconds left to go in the game, and they come back and they beat us, man. And as as hurtful and disappointing as that was, and being a young team, we were, we were I think, we we're the youngest team in the NFL that year, one of them at least. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, being in that situation, <laughs> although it hurt, like we learned a lot. Right. When we came back next year, and won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So, Flex you know, th- those, you know, these are the type of games that can really like. Establish the building blocks that you're already building within an organization to propel you to get you to where you want to go the next year or the year after whatever it is. I like it, Turbo. And you talk
3: about opportunity and you go back uh, to that Atlanta game that you were talking about and I was on the field um, there as well but you talk about uh, learning a little something about yourself and learning something about the team, right? Guys like me that were a little long in the tooth. <laughs> um... I wasn't there the the next year, right? Mm -hmm. But you learn how to um, just learn about what you need and what your strong suits are and what your uh, your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. And you grow from it, man. And this team is definitely not a bad team, but we got a lot of stuff to work on. And I know that's what everybody's going to say. Everybody's going to come up here in the press conference, but we saw so many um, sparks and so many good flashes, it's hard for us as fans to be like, man, how do we find a way to be consistent with this?
1: The hardest part is shifting your expectations right, right now. You know what I mean? As as players, you can't. As players, you're going to show up next week. What, well, they got the Chiefs going down mm-hmm. uh, to Kansas City? As a player, you're like, all right, we're going to show up we're going to do our thing. Um, as analysts, we sit back and say, Okay, there are a few more things that they need to work on. There's a lot of positives out there, but let's let's just focus on stopping that run. You know what I'm saying? Let's focus on being better on third, or at least being consistent, right? Being consistent,
4: yeah. With the play calling too, you know. I just feel like this, bro. You know what I mean? We talk about like one of the to like one of the things that I'm, when I'm watching a game and I'm and I'm evaluating, I'm seeing like what we're doing offensively and things like that. Like, you know, we 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 want to establish the run and things like that, but we're not really giving our guys the opportunity to do that, you know. And just because we're down whatever it is, 14-3, 14-6 at halftime, I think what we learned in this football game is that that's not a lot of points. Right. You know what I mean? Like two scores is not a lot coming out of halftime, but we treat it like a lot because – we revert to going a shotgun and we pass the ball 44 times, and that's not the formula for winning for the Seahawks.
1: All right, man, lots more to do when we get back. We're gonna hear from Coach when he steps into the podium. More analysis from my guys right here. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the Seahawks Post Game Show. We're gonna join Pete Carroll. He's live at the podium.
5: I um, got a chance to hang with him just just to try to. Express what it's like to to be working with a guy like this for so long, such an incredible player. He, he doesn't, you know, he's not in tremendous pain. He just he's got a broken hand. Um, it's, I need to feel sorry for that for him, but uh, he's such a mag- magnificent football player and a, and, a, and a member of a team and a member of a community uh, and, and in our area and our fans and all that, that we're going to miss a heck of him, if, you know, whatever he misses. Uh, and, and you just don't think of Tyler having to suffer through stuff. You know, he should just be having fun and playing the game the way the way he loves to do it and, and keep thrilling us like he does. So just, just add it to the night. Thanks for letting me talk about that. What's up?
6: And with yeah, yeah, I, yeah,
5: I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that we would be able to, to play that's that consistent up front without Al and without uh, Bimo. Yeah, those because those guys are monsters in there for us And we really felt like that was going to be an important part of it But the guys everybody did well and the, the outside backers did a nice job and They all had to make plays and I don't know what the numbers were but um, for sure uh Puna, you know, had to play on the nose, and and uh, and Miles had to do a bunch, and L.J. and and uh, so I was, they had to play all night. Was, that's a, that's a tough duty on a Thursday night, even you know. Even more so. Did something happen to
4: Jordan Brooks as well? Or?
5: Um, yeah, he's got he's got a sore neck. I don't, I'm not sure exactly you know what that is. I don't have the re- that on the report yet, but we took him out because of that. It was late in the game for Lockett. Pardon me. It was late in the last drive there for Lockett. For Lockett? Yeah, I think he was catching a slant, he caught a slant route or something, yeah.
6: Between Monet
5: and then Woods not able to go, what did that do Well, I mean, I would not have thought with it against this team that, that runs the ball so so well that we could have held up. And other than the, the last thing that busts out when we're trying to jump on the on the barbed wire there over the, and make a stop, we screwed it up. But, um that was a good game to play and run defense. And you know, then an early, an early breakout run and a couple other things. Of course, they're going to get those somewhere in there. But uh, we played really well. So I, I would not have thought we could do that without those guys. Those guys are significant parts of holding up the inside and the interior of the defense. What those two guys played really strict and really disciplined and really committed together. That was really connected tonight. And and uh, this is a team that has a lot of scheme and, a, and a, and a you know, Concepts and things like that and and they they go out and and pick you pick at you, you know And and uh, we were able to make the adjustments and hang with them and the players did a a beautiful job Coaches did a really good job tonight to give us that opportunity Second
6: quarter sequence. You mentioned that that's tough any
5: week, but against a defense like the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know We really it felt like we gave them 14 points in the game, you know, and and uh, You know, they may have earned it another way and don't don't want to take anything away from their win. It's a nice win for them to come up here and get us up here, it's a big deal. And, uh, um, but that was, yeah, that was an enormous opportunity. We would have the ball at midfield at least with two minutes to go when we start the drive there, you know, and, and um, who, who's to say, I don't know how much Diggs you could have brought the ball back to, you know, I mean, he might have uh, scored. I don't know what he would have done with it. So we just missed that opportunity, but even more, they get the ball, you know, because we fumble on the next sequence and, and they're on the five yard line. That's, that's bad football
6: build on that you like this one despite
5: the outcome? What are some of those things that you want to then kind of build on against Kansas City? Yeah, well, we wanted to play a lot better on defense than we've been playing the last couple of weeks, you know, and, and uh, in, in running game in particular. And I, I didn't get the third down numbers. I don't know what happened, but we, uh, you know, we were we started pretty well, I and mean, we might have had a pretty good night on defense uh, offensively. We didn't um, So it really was the running game and third downs were we we're, were trying to get better at and on the defensive side and on offense We needed to get more balance in the running game and we kept slugging it out. We didn't get enough of them but um, there were some sparks in there against a tremendous front and uh, And then third downs there too as well, you know, and we did not do well in third down in the first half of the game That's why we didn't have any points been on the
6: injury report for a few weeks, dealt a bunch of stuff. He's, what totally, he's, he's you?
5: totally banged. played through it tonight. I mean, he, you, if you watched him late in the game, you know, he was hurt. And uh, he, so, I'm sorry, what well, your question would What's be. shown you the last few Yeah, weeks he's shown time us time. The, the grit of, of, of a Seahawk, man. I mean, he's exactly the heart of it and how we want it to be. He represents in everything that he does, uh, you know, what we stand for and what we believe in and, and, and how tough he is and, and how willing he is to go for it, you know. He said he was. I can play. I'm playing, and he, he couldn't run all week long, but he made it, and, and he played a good game. Hopefully, these three days will really help him. I thought he looked. He looked good. I, I need to see the film, all the particular runs. But it, it's great having him out there. He's just so explosive. Um, he's, a just, he's a really dynamic football player, and we need him out there. Cheers. We got a lot of work to do. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff doing, to get done here. We, where we picture this season ending up is uh, is a place that we're going to be really proud of if we can pull it off. And and gonna uh, be easy. It's going to be hard, but that doesn't mean we can't do it. You know, we should have done it tonight. We didn't get it done. Should have done it last week. Had a chance, and uh, and so these opportunities slip away, and, and and the season doesn't end like you like you hope. We got an, an attitude about doing something here. We're not done. What did
6: you think of, of the way Gina was sort of held up? I mean, I.
5: Lot, yeah, it was you know it was a good rush. Obviously, I mean they're a fantastic rush team, um, but he, he did hang in there and, and he, he got frustrated you know, like we've seen him at, uh, at times. But he came right back to it and went right down the field and executed like crazy. I, I said you need you got about, I think I said you got ten or twelve plays in you to you know to kick ass and do things right and and, and execute down the stretch and he, 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 absolutely. And then he went right back out there and we went and he came right back to balance it's a beautiful message that, that he sent you know that he can get upset he can be frustrated things aren't working right and and he lets it out and then he comes right back to balance that was a beautiful uh, illustration of that, was the first time you've seen that no uh he maybe had frustrated yeah but he's been i've been around him a long time now <laughs> i've seen him you know get upset before
6: it's taken down uh, your sideline, out of bounds. Did you get an explanation as to why there was? Yeah,
5: he went up on the yellow line, and he, the, the end of the tackle, he hits the yellow line. That's outside of the white, you know. And yeah, he said that the, the tackle started in bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I, I just we protect, work so hard to protect our quarterbacks. Anyway, it's just one of those calls. Is Some that the deal.
6: standard
5: though, when a tackle begins in bounds? That they uh, that's how they can explain their way out of, you know, when they when we're, we're bantering about it. It's a good word, bantering. You,
6: you mentioned talking to Tyler. How, how is he handling that one? I
5: mean, he hasn't Amazingly. In amazing fashion. He, he's concerned and all that. He's trying to get back in two weeks. That's what he said. I'm, I think I can get back in two weeks.
2: Anything else? Uh, DK Metcalf.
5: Is he still losing his cool little to see. No, he's freaking competing like like a, uh, an elite performer with the highest of expectations and every once in a while he may make a mistake in, in in that level that he that he that he plays at and uh he could do a little bit better yeah he could do a little better we do we just got finished talking about that um but I don't want him to be I don't want him to be anything but what he is and who he is he's a freaking warrior on the football field and uh he wants to he wants to walk that edge and and and, and live there in, in this in the game and I'm all for it. He just got to not screw it up and get penalized on it, you know, and and he did, and he made made a mistake out there, and they got him. But uh, you should see the smile on his face. He said, but I didn't get thrown out. He made it through the rest of the game. And uh, so, man, if you don't like a guy that plays like that, okay, you're not on our side. I love the way he played.
6: Does it seem realistic based on what you know that Lockett could come back at some point
5: this season? Here's what I'll tell you. I'm going to – I'll just talk, shoot from the hip a little bit here. That uh, there's a couple different ways that they can do the surgery. And one of the ways gives them a chance to be back. Remember uh, Rashad Penny, I think it was, You know, had an injury. It's very similar. Yeah, very similar. And and so uh, they've already floated that thought. And they're going to talk about all the options and all that. And we're going to love them up and take care of them. Whatever the right thing to do to take care of them, we're going to do. Sorry, I just cut
6: him. So is, is he going to have surgery? Or is that still to be determined?
5: I, I don't know that. The, <laughs> He'll eventually get to that. He's he he's not really fired up about surgery of, on anything, and so. Uh, but that's those are the. I mean, he's, he's got a spiral crack in his, you know in his, in his first metatarsal, no no metacarpal, metacarpal right? Yeah. Spiral? No. I Threw that is, out. Is D. Bridge anywhere close to being released? Yes, he is. Um, from what I heard uh, late this week that he's he's. Coming back around, he might have a shot to help us out.
3: What's the early indication on Brian's
5: knee? Yes, yeah, he had a he had a legitimate knee injury. Yeah, it's it's an ACL injury. Oh,
0: ACL. Sorry, sorry. Pete, just real quick, what would you say? I need to set up. What was the biggest
2: reason you guys fell
5: short today? Well, this was going to be a really close football game. It would have been a you know n- right down to the nub, and we. We gave him a touchdown, <laughs> and then and the other one I give him total, total credit for the play design that they came up with in this, this screen, the the screen, fake double screen, uh, delayed to the wide, the tight end. That was a beautiful play. It's an old play. I don't see it very much in the league anymore, but um, great execution. That's give him that one, and then we gave him the other one. We gave him the ball in the five yard line. You know, so it was going to be a a, a great. Old-fashioned rock and sock and ball game, but the mistakes of the, the the separate that thing. We had a couple mistakes that they did. And they, they were the beneficiaries, and and they get a great win. All right,
7: thank you, thank you.
1: All right, that was your head coach, Pete Carroll. Let's pause ten seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network.
7: Seattle Seahawks station, Cairo, Cairo radio a conversation, breaking news direct from the sidelines and where, where the 12s hear the Seahawks. K I R O FM, Tacoma, Seattle. All right, we're going to go back to
1: the
8: podium. Geno Smith is there live. Gino, how tough uh, was it trying to get things going against those guys today? Yeah, I mean, they're a great defense. Uh, you know, it was tough out there, but I feel like uh, everyone, out, everyone on our side played with tons of effort. You know, you see guys fighting the entire game all the way to the finish. You know, we expected it to be a tough game, and it was. You know, I think that game was a lot closer than the score showed. You know, obviously, um, there's no moral victories or anything like that. But I was very proud of how we fought tonight. Um, You know, I I really think there's a lot of positives going forward. You know, obviously, the loss isn't what we want, but we got to step it up and, uh, you know, look at the things that we did well and try to improve on the things that we didn't. What frustrated me tonight? Well, I feel like, you know, obviously losing is the most frustrating part. You know I hate losing. Uh, it, it truly sucks, and I know how hard the guys work inside the locker room. You know I know the time everyone puts in, the hours they put in, and uh, it's very unfortunate that we didn't get it done tonight. You know I think our fans deserve it, our city deserves it. You know, um, you know I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have all the right words, but man, I just hate losing. And uh, you know I got figured out.
3: Losing.
6: obviously is really good do
8: you have to a lot more kind of shorter passes uh you know i was just out there just you know taking what they gave me and you know really just trying to do the right thing on every single play you know obviously they do have a great pass rush, us great front seven uh you know great guys on the back end it felt like a championship game and uh we didn't get it done you know we were close had our opportunities but you know just didn't get it done did you talk to
6: tyler after the game at all
8: uh, I didn't talk to Tyler. You know, I, I kind of just heard the news, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him, so I will soon.
6: Did you get banged up a little bit? looks like you were walking gingerly in between the third and fourth quarter.
8: Uh, yeah, I just kind of fell awkwardly, and, you know, it was, it's just a football game. Stuff like that happens, and, uh, I mean, everyone's out there playing hard. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone's got something going on, but, uh, you know, God, God, God's in my corner, and, you know, fortunately it wasn't anything too bad. Great.
6: Three games off now. What do you feel like you guys need to do to turn
8: around? Got the stretch here. Uh, pick up the sense of urgency. Continue to fight hard like we've been doing. Continue to study hard. Hit the weights. Um, you know, practice hard. Stay locked in together. You know, it's not now. It's not the time to separate. And I don't, I don't see that happening for this team. Um, really, just locking in together. And uh, you know, we got to make the most of these three games.
0: What's the message for
8: the team. Got to win. Got to figure out a way to win. Doesn't matter. Um, we're going to a tough environment. Should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, a lot of young guys will be there for the first time, so uh, they can expect it to be fun, a lot of fun. But uh, really execution, you know, one play at a time, your best, uh, bring your best self, uh, the best best execution possible, one play at a time, all the way to the finish.
6: How would you describe Who to the locker right
8: now? now. I think everyone's a little bit shocked. You know, we didn't expect to uh, come out after the bye and lose these games. Um, I think everyone's a little bit shocked, but, uh, again, there's no panic. You know, no one's, uh, you know, putting their heads down or uh, quitting. That's one thing we're not going to do. You know, we're never going to back down. We're never going to quit, give up. Uh, In fact, we're going to work harder. We're going to practice harder. And uh, everyone's going to study harder and and, and get this thing right.
6: Pete was impressed with how you put that frustration behind you and went back out there and, like, turned that into a some
8: positive energy is that hard to do or uh, you know no nah, not at all man i'm i you know i'm out there playing as hard as i can you know i get frustrated at times i'm human uh because i want to win it's never a negative thing you know my frustration is never negative it's because i see the positives i see um the greatness in us and i just want us to get to that point i want us to reach our full potential and uh that's all it is but every time i step on that field i got complete faith in the guys around me complete faith in the coaches and complete faith in myself and, uh, you know, I was proud of how we finished. It just wasn't enough. Were you
6: surprised there wasn't a flag when you got taken down out of bounds on your sideline?
8: I uh, mean, I don't call, I don't, I don't look for flags. Um, you know, I grew, I grew up playing basketball. You couldn't call fouls back in the day. So I don't look for flags, man. It's just, is what it is. If they call it, they call it.
4: What was working on the, the touchdown drive that wasn't there?
8: on mean, any other drives? Uh, I think the same things, honestly. I think, you know, the touchdown drive, we just finished better. Um, there was a sense of urgency, and we've been great in two minutes the entire season, but uh, we just weren't able to stay quite connected throughout the entire game. I think we had our opportunities, and then, you know, for whatever reason, we shot ourselves in the foot uh, as we got closer to the end zone. But um, very positive to see us finish that drive and give ourselves a chance. It's an annual
6: question for us, but would you like to be no huddle
2: Temple up, up, up more? Or is that something you might go
8: to the middle? For you? Uh, no, I don't think we need to change anything. You know, I think we have a really good offense. I think we've shown that over the course of the season. Obviously, we haven't um, done enough in these games to win them, but I don't think we need to change anything. I think we need to just work harder and be better. If
6: you have to go without Tyler for a couple weeks, I mean, what kind of a challenge, I
8: guess, do you think that'll be? Uh, I think it'll present us a great challenge. Tyler Locke is one of the better receivers in the league. Uh, he's a leader on this team, leader, leader of this offense, and uh, he's a guy that, you know, we rely on, that I rely on. And so, uh, we have guys that are willing to step up. Uh, you know, I, I look forward to seeing those guys step up in uh, in their new roles. But um you can never replace a guy like Tyler. Uh, he's done it for so long. You know, he brings something to the game that not many guys can and uh you know I'm just I'm just pulling for him to get back as as soon as possible.
0: Do you know that there was some improvement despite the loss the last few weeks? What did
8: you notice out there that you think certainly worked better this week? I think uh, our run game got going a little bit. You know, having Kim back helped that out. You know, I think we uh, got some explosive plays here and there. Uh, pretty, You know, not enough, but we had a few explosives tonight. And that's a great defense. You know, hats off to San Fran. They made it tough on us. But um, you can see that we're close. We're really close. And so we got to stay positive and just keep working.
7: are so staying on the San Francisco defense, how do you feel
6: that the rookies got into the game? They're not longer the rookies, but the tackles, the offensive line, who into the
8: game as it went off? I thought the protection was solid. You know, obviously they're, they're not going to win every single battle, but I thought they were solid throughout the game. Um, they gave me time to go through my reads. You know, anytime you can complete that many passes, obviously it, it starts with the protection. So I thought those guys did a great job uh, all night of battling against a really good front seven, maybe the, one of the best in the league. Um, so you know, it really comes down to, like I said, us just executing better. But you know, when it comes down to Abe and, and Charles, uh, I don't I don't flinch when I'm back there. I know they got me. He
6: said that. He asked you if you had 12 or maybe 13 plays left in you. How important important
8: is it for you to come back and say yes and be a leader, and the competition for the rest of your team? Oh, they know that. Um, That's just, I mean, look at my career, right? You know, that speaks for itself. Um, I'm always going to battle. I'm always going to fight, never going to quit. I don't know how to. So, you know, I know Pete might have asked me that, but, you know, he was just trying to see if I was all right. But, you know, I know he knows that I am and down today? Uh, you know, honestly, I'll have to go watch the film so I can give you a better assessment. But, you know, I really just think it came, you know, it all comes down to execution. I mean, that's the real thing. You know, when you, when you don't execute, um, when every all 11, you know, don't execute, maybe one guy gets beat here and there, um, you know, it can mess up a play. And uh, it just comes down to us staying connected and really just, you know, finding ways to win and, and, and winning our one-on-one battles. Do you feel like
6: the, the defense playing you guys honest
8: today or they sitting back like they're done? Uh, they mixed it up. They mix it up. Um, You know, we had one opportunity in press. Uh, It was, you know, we threw a go ball out to DK, and, uh, you know, I think it was offensive pass interference. I didn't see the play. I don't know what happened. But, um, you know, teams don't press as much. You know, we got speed. You know, everyone knows we got speed. So guys aren't just going to come up and press us. They're going to make us walk it down the field, and they're going to make it hard on us. So we can expect that. Uh, They're going to mix it up. It's NFL. They can call any defense. And so we just got to be on it and do what we do. That
6: all turnovers are created equal, how much tougher is it to try to bounce back sequence of plays there in you know, the first half where you guys have all the momentum
8: seemingly and then instantly just has gone. They, go on, make it a little, game they Yeah, you know, we gave them one. You know, giving them, giving the, you know, a team like that, the ball on the one-yard line, um, can't have it, you know. And so we've all had our share of mistakes. You know, no one's placing blame on anyone. It's one play. We had more opportunities in the game, and uh, we just didn't get it done. But, you know, obviously uh, turnovers and, you know, I've, I've been a culprit a few times but you know turnovers has been the thing that's got us and so we got to clean it up thank you. thank you guys thank you
1: all right, that was Geno Smith. He was 31 of 44, 238, and one touchdown. Our quarterback review is brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. Before we go, let me fill you in on some things. Pete Carroll said Monet had a significant knee injury. Sounds like an ACL. Tyler Lockett broke a bone in his index finger. Pete cannot fathom playing without Tyler Lockett. And Jordan Brooks has a sore neck. TBD on his status. Lockett said himself, it he might be back in a couple weeks. He's not a doctor. We'll see how that pans out. Lots more to do when we get back. And, uh, yeah, I'll get the guys involved, too. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Tough loss at home, but you know what? There are some things that we learned about this team. Obviously, they got to fix a whole bunch of stuff. But these guys competed till the end against a really good 49ers football team. I'm actually talking to this guy on Twitter. He goes, man, what you mean you're encouraged? What you mean? I go, yeah, I'm encouraged. They lost to a better football team, man, and they were still in the game late, and there were some things that um, if they have done differently, then they would have won that game. And same thing with the Niners, right? This is football. There, You can always point to four to five plays as well, and you can say, if this, then that, if this, then that. Um, I might just look at the final score, 21 to 13. I look at uh, the rush yards before that 55-yard gain. Uh, I look at the way that uh Gino bounced back. Now, he almost threw a couple picks, but he bounced back. And I say, uh, you know, this team is at least moving in the right direction, and with the draft picks that they have, uh, we'll see what happens. But season eight over, and uh, they show some things where I'm like, all right, these guys competed. And that's honestly, going into the season, what I wanted to see. Will they be able to compete? And uh, the Niners are just a good football team, man. And, uh, you know take them lumps but you learn from it you watch that film and and you move on and learn
4: yeah absolutely the niners are a good football team and they're going to make some noise in the playoffs you know and i truly believe that the seahawks are still going to make the playoffs too no doubt about it i i like if if I were to go to Vegas right now, pull out the wallet and drop something, I don't got Michael Bumpus money. Mm. Definitely out don't here. got true five of here. You know what That's that? true money. Definitely you know so ain't there, you know what I'm saying? Hey, that boy was franchised. <laughs> <laughs> that, that boy pulling up in the in the in the matte red uh benzo, hey, you know Benz, what I'm saying? No. Crimson. Uh, oh, excuse crimson me. Excuse me. <laughs> it's crimson, y'all. It's crimson, not red. Nah, but but uh but I bet my money, man, that the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. Three games left, great learning experience, four-game win streak, four-game lose streak, right? This is the ebbs and flows of the NFL. These are the ebbs and flows of the season, and it's always, it's always about how you bounce back. It's always about the next week. It's week to week, man. And so they have to really take – we have to figure out – not really figure out, but get back to the winning formula. And it's not throwing the ball 44 times with Geno. You can even see in his play, gets frustrated out there. You like to show the fire and everything like that. But you can even see, like, maybe there's a little bit too much being put on his shoulders right now. You know what I'm saying? Let's get back to the winning formula, getting up the ball under center, running it, play action, using our tight ends, motions and things like that, being creative, and driving the ball down the field and scoring points offensively.
3: Turbo, man, I think um, – you, you, I see where you're going with it. But for me, um, throwing it 44 times, no, that's not exactly who we want to be. But looking at the score, right, and I guess when you think about Seahawk football, if that was the case, you would think we were down by 30, right, because we threw it that many times. So I think with the pressure and everything and how it was working, I'm actually – kind of encouraged. And I know Bump's Twitter followers don't like it, but we, we're still in the game, right? It's not exactly what we want to do, but to me, it shows a little sign of growth and maturity, right? Okay, the game is going this way, so let's pivot a little bit, and we might have to change some things and do some things a little bit different. It's not exactly where we want to be, but we're still playing our type of football. And the defense, I think, actually played pretty good, right? But mm-hmm. Those explosive plays, and you just get worn down after a while, and you're going against a good team, and they got good players too. So to me, um, throwing the ball that many times, no, it's not our type of football, but we stayed in the game, and we still made it competitive, right? And there is no moral victories. I'm not saying that, but it could have been um, a lot worse, and I think that we – are heading in the right direction, man, and we just
4: gotta work on the consistency. The flashes are there, you just gotta stay consistent. Well, the thing that I would wanna see differently and the thing that I would question, Bump, is you know, how many plays do we have out of shotgun? Out of all the plays that we ran offensively, how many were out of shotgun? And I would I would predict that like ninety percent of the plays were mm. and that's that's not what we I don't think that's what like breeds us su- success. We weren't doing that on a four game win streak. You know what I'm saying? I think we we're doing more stuff out of the dot play action. The tight ends, were getting involved more. And so that's what I, you know, like, yes, we're doing some things, I feel like, that are our style and our identity. But I do feel like, especially in this losing streak, that we've gotten away from that a little bit.
3: I feel like the 49ers took away a lot of stuff, too. I'll just be honest and say that the 49ers defense flew around and they, um, came in here and they played some tough football, so it's it's. Um, I think it's something to be said about that as well. So we got to respect that.
1: Yeah, you got to respect the Niners. That's a good football team, and I respect the competitive nature of all the Hawks. Man, you lose Al Woods before the game. Monet's not in there. Uh, Jordan Brooks is out. We got Muse out there making plays. You know what I'm saying? So um, there are some things that went well, and obviously, always some things to correct. And we will talk about those corrections next. Seahawks fall to the 49ers at home 21 to 13. We're going to go to
0: Quandre Diggs. He's at the podium live. It is all, you know, the things that he does for the organization that he does for this team. You know, he's one of the vocal leaders. He's a captain for a reason. He's done it for a long time. And um, he's somebody that I have a hell of a lot of respect for. And, you know, I'll be there for him. Of course, you know, he was there for me when I was down bad, you know, less than a year ago. And. You know we just had that brotherhood so you know whatever i can do for him and you know any advice i have from him from my experience with my broken hand you know i'll kind of do the same thing so um you know we go from there and you know i'll be here for him all weekend i mean hell i'm gonna need him just as much as he's gonna need me so um you know we'll be in it together on which one i had have to look at it. Um, I was in a half, so I, I I I literally I looked out at one to see what number one was doing, and then I kind of seen Kittle releasing, so I just tried to make a play to go back and get over there. But um, I had to look at it. Um, I didn't even get a chance to really look at it because um, we were going through other stuff. But um, when I get a chance, I'll definitely look at it. I think he – well, I don't even know where he was in line, honestly. I literally just – took a look at my guy where one was going and looked back and Kittle was releasing and open and I just tried to get him but he was able to run away.
6: What do you make of what's happened with this team? You guys were sitting in good position, I think six and three, lost four or five. What do you feel
0: like you're at? I mean, we at that point where, you know what I mean, is we we either, you know, we either go up or we go down from here. You know what I mean? And Um, kind of one of those crossroads where you got three games left and how you want to finish. You know what I mean? Do you want to finish and head to the playoffs or do you want to finish and go home? You know, I mean, that's kind of what it is, Um, you know, but we know we got to get better. And I know this team, you know, we we won't be any divide on this team. You know, I mean, I think um, we just got great players, great leadership. And for us, you know, we know um, what we got to do to win games. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's always tough when you lose, you know. Especially when we were in a we were on a hot stretch there for a little bit, you know. Um, it's definitely definitely a different feeling, um, but it's not acceptable, you know. It's not that we accept it. We just got to get better, and um, you know, just because you feel like you're getting better during the week, that doesn't necessarily guarantee you're gonna win a game, you know. Um, we got to get better, and uh, we got to get better fast. I mean, we got three weeks left. I mean, I just, you know, it's, it's a toughness and it's kind of like me and Ron, we look at each other and we just feel like we can't leave each other out to dry, no matter what we're going through. Um, we just feel like for us, we owe it to each other to be out there every snap and every play. And I mean, he's always checking on me and I'm always checking on him and I just kind of, the, the friendship and, you know, the bond that me and him have because, um, you know, we've been doing this thing together for the last three years a lot, and um, he's somebody that, you know, I know I'm going to get everything I can get out of him, and he knows the same way around, and um, I just, uh, I mean, I applaud him, because when I can look next to me, and I can see him next to me, I mean, it just kind of puts me at ease and lets me know, you know, like, all right your job a little bit easier, you know, 26 is going to be in there, and 26 is going to give it his all, so, um, just got to keep grinding, and Heck, we got a couple couple extra days where hopefully me and him can both get right. I mean, Tanner's always been ready to play. I mean, you guys see him on special teams the way he runs down. He's very, very smart. You know, he's always answering questions and meetings. So it's not like he get his op and he's not ready to go. Um, he got his op and he was ready to go. He was out there, you know, making close calls and, you know, relaying calls and things like that. So it was cool to see him out there. And um, you know, you hate JB's out that he was out, but you know, um, I got a lot of respect for Tanner. He's just coming this thing. He's worked and, um, you know, you know he knows his job. And when it's his time, he'll be ready to go. You you're gonna
6: use this time to get right. Hopefully, are you playing through
0: something right now? Hey man, I think we all playing with some. You know, I think everybody's playing with some right now. And, you know, when you have a short week, you know, um, it's definitely tough to kind of get get through some things and um, keep it pushing. But, I mean, we've all been playing with things all year. It's just it's one of those things where a short week really increases, you know, um, your odds of those things bothering you on a Thursday. Anything
7: else? Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, that was Quan man. He
1: said everybody playing with something at this point, and when guys go down, the next guy has to come up and get it done. He says, you know, Muse got in there, and he did his thing. Then he tried to break down exactly what happened with George Kittle. A lot of the times when these guys are trying to answer questions, they don't know the answers to it because it's like we got to watch film. Guys aren't sitting back there analyzing all other 10 guys on the field. They're focused on their job, but um, obviously disappointed out there, True.
3: Yeah, man, and I like when days come to the podium. It- Because he shoots it straight, man. Definitely shoots it straight. And all he can say, man, is that pretty much is what we want to do, man. Do we want to win out and try to make something happen? Or do we want to fold them? And this team, um, of course, everybody got a lot of heart on this team. And they're going to keep grinding, man. But it's about finding a way to get the W. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be exactly what you want it to be. But the good teams and the mature teams, they find a way to grind it out and to make it happen. So we'll see what happens.
4: Yeah, you know, you know listen, you get into the NFL, you get into these late games, November, December, playoff. And these games are going to be ugly, man. Yeah. There are going to be some fights. And, you know, very like we've seen some blowouts and stuff like that happen in the league or whatever. But it's very seldom, man. Uh, each and every week you're, you're, you're talking about these one-score games, you know, sometimes, too. Um, and injuries are, are are all over the place across all 32 right now. So you got to continue to fight. All right,
1: keep at it. Keep fighting. More to do when we when, when we get back. Take 12s. Do you want access to exclusive ticket promotions and last minute ticket releases before game day? Simply text Seahawks to 71211 and opt in to receive the latest offers. All right. When we get back, we're going to hear from Cody Barton and Charles Cross there with Jen Mueller. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. We're going down to Jen Mueller. She's with Cody
9: Barton. You're forced to take on a larger role when Jordan gets hurt. How much of a loss is that, especially after you'd already lost a defensive player earlier?
7: Yeah, you know, Jordan, especially when it's a good friend of you, you know what I mean? Jordan's a good friend of mine, and to have him go down, you know, um, you know, it doesn't seem to be something crazy. So, you know, expecting him to be back. But, you know, you don't, it's not fun, especially when you deal with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
9: what was better in the
7: run game today uh you know i felt like we were coming downhill for the most part you know thinking back on it i mean I can only think of two you know big runs they had. obviously the one at the end and then there was one in the first quarter but besides that for the most part you know we were coming downhill you know guys in their fits and just um even though at the end of the game you hate to see that one break out
9: so the couple of touchdowns to kittle that first one it is such a well-designed play yeah. what would you or could you have done differently <clears throat> And not you, the defense.
7: Yeah, I mean that's that's a tough one. Fake jailbreak left, up jailbreak right, and then just lay down the middle. I mean that's that's tough. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. It's
9: so then the second one where he's open downfield, it wasn't just a straight up play either. That that had some kind of eye candy in design the, and design in it. The second half, one? the second yeah. half one.
7: Yeah, I just we call that a big wheel. And just um, man, they've been hit with the boot. I wish I would have. Not to say that it was it was my responsibility to have that, but at the same time, like I just wish I would have, you know, reminded myself, you know, maybe I could have been there to stop it, or you know what I mean? Just I don't know. There's a lot going through my head right
9: now. What's the good thing that the defense did today? I know there's no moral victories in this, but there were improvements. What's the good? Thing? Yeah, you know,
7: like you said, there's no moral victories, but I felt the defense did take a step forward, um, especially in the run game, and I mean, the guys were. Playing physical, coming down the hill. D-Line was playing physical, D-B. So, I mean, overall, I mean, they had the touchdown early and they had the touchdown yeah. at the end, but um, we were putting a poor situation down in the red zone off, off one of those turnovers. But even then, I mean, it's just, gosh, you just want to, you know, you want to have some, some things back, you know?
9: For like yeah. As disappointing as it is, bump, I will point out a positive. They forced a three you know, and out on that opening drive. That is something that does not happen to the 49ers. In fact, coming in, the fewest percentage of three and outs in the league.
1: Thank you, Jen Miller. That was Cody Barney. He had himself a day, 10 tackles, and ended up wearing the green dot when it was all said and done. Uh, you know, on offense, no one has the green dot. It's the quarterback with the, with the, the communication with the offensive coordinator, how much of an adjustment do you think that was for him?
4: Probably pretty big, and I think True can probably give a, a, a little bit more of an indication on it being on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, you go from being told what to do to essentially being the guy telling everybody what to do, and so it shifts your focus and concentration on, you know, the responsibility of other guys now and not just yourself.
3: Right, yeah. It could definitely be uncomfortable, right? And, and it puts you in a position to where you're you're um you could be overthinking things right but certain guys have um what would I say that type of energy and that type of spirit that they are football players right a guy that I play would uh Lofa Tatufu is that type of linebacker, can play any position, could do anything, was definitely the quarterback on the, uh, at the defensive side of the ball at all times, right? So um, I think it would definitely be tough for a young player to do that. But to go back to Lofa, Lofa could do that as a young player from rookie, right? But everybody's not built like that. But, but you know, it's good to see Cody come in and do his thing like that. So, um, of course, you applaud him coming in and doing his thing. And I think he showed and proved.
1: All right, well, let's, let's go back to Jen Miller. She's with an even younger player, Charles
4: Cross.
9: Charles, not a lot of rushing yards given up by this 49ers defense. But what was good about what Ken Walker brought back today?
10: Uh, he brought a uh, great to the run game. Uh, he made some, some big plays for us. Uh, it's good to have him back.
9: What did the Niners do to disrupt the timing on offense? Uh, they played good defense, so... Uh,
10: that were gap,
11: gap, uh, gap sound and play sound defense. Yeah.
9: I saw you battling with Bosa out there. You've seen a lot of good pass rushers. Where does he rank?
10: Well, he's definitely, he definitely in the top. He's, uh, he's a great player. Um, yeah. you know, he always straight to finish. So I was just you know, I was just trying to start to finish too.
9: <laughs> I know there's no moral victories. How do you maximize the next few days as you get a couple extra days rest before next week?
11: Um, take care of my body. Uh, reset the rest for next week, really.
9: And there you go. Not a lot of yards on the ground, but 70 rushing yards, almost double
1: the total last week. Um, 70 rushing yards on the ground, almost double the total of last week. Not saying much, but there was some improvement there. True, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, hey, man, it's just one of those things. In the run game, you got to just grind it out. And we talked about we got to get the opportunities on. Oh, Pete Carroll said this in his uh, pregame post-conference or at least that's when we heard it that you can't really get the run game going if you don't have the opportunity so I think that's what it was especially when you're playing from behind and all that kind of stuff there's all these excuses we could throw out there but like big Ray says, he needed the um the big what is it called it the big skills to get big nasty and we just wasn't in a position today to make that happen 14
4: you know 14 times we ran the football today but that you know, uh, it's it's going to be tough to get going in any football game, and twelve of them was probably out of shotgun. It's it's just a different momentum factor, man. When you're getting to take, you're taking a hand off out of shotgun. You're not getting downhill the same. You're not really attacking the defense. You hate the shotgun. I don't hate it. No, no, I <laughs> <Okay>. love
11: <laughs> shotgun runs.
4: I really do. But I think that the the runs from b- behind the center, under the center, are better attacking type runs okay and the shotgun stuff is it should be the fillers that you that you fill in to bust those big ones
3: and is that because you're hitting it downhill now uh, is that why you like it from the dot or,
4: or you get the quarterback under the center or, or what yeah the dot the dot allows you to be a little bit more dynamic when you're in the shotgun and you're a defender mm-hmm. what can who can you see the quarterback right pretty clearly and he's not going to drive back that far You feel me? So you kind of have an idea where he's going to be at in the duck and under the center, man, he could play action, roll out. He could sprint out from that right there. He might be a seven step drop. He might be five. He might be three. There's so many other things that you can mix up when you're under center. And then from a running back, I'm coming downhill at you. Now I'm, I'm, I'm attacking you when I get the ball, whether it's inside zone, outside zone, even on a, even on a toss play. So it's just different in a shotgun I'm starting lateral mm-hmm. and slow because I got to wait for the snap to get to the quarterback and the timing has because to be more good. of a read and react, you, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not an attacking type of running style. Okay. It is a more read and react and slowly kind of developing kind of thing that that should be, that that should be like a, um, I can't think of the word of it right now, but it, you know, it should be coupled into what the main thing is. Right. The main thing is to me, should be the under center. Sorry, bud.
1: All right, man. Turbo says, get downhill. Get under that center. Episode 8 of The Sound of the Seahawks is out now. This episode takes an inside look at Geno Smith. Hear all about the exciting action of this season and so much more from Geno himself. Check out the latest episode at Seahawks.com slash The Sound or on the Seahawks YouTube channel. When we return, we're going to hear from Miles Adams. He's with Jim Muno, the Hawks fall to the Niners, twenty-one thirteen. Now we're going to talk to Jen Miller. She's standing by with Miles Adams.
9: For a second straight week, you guys lose a big man up front. How did losing Monet change things and change the game plan? It
11: definitely changed, uh, you know, what personnel we had in the D line because you know. Last week was Kyle, this week Monet, and you know my guys, Vinos are big guys up front. And losing limits, losing like your anchor, your defense. You know those guys are very important position on defense. But you know we made adjustments. We're able to keep shutting down the run as much as we could. Do what we could until the end.
9: You know, up until that last run, you were holding San Francisco under their their game average. What did change? What was working well up front to stop
11: the run? Um, after last week, I personally feel like we just uh, had the same mentality to go out and put our hands on people and just play our technique the best way we know how to. You know, stopping the run got to take pride in it. And I think we did a really good job of that today, collectively as a D-line day.
9: One of the things we heard about Purdy coming in is that he had a lot of confidence. It was tough to get pressure on him. What was he doing that showed that confidence?
11: Um... He was uh, pretty fishing the park River we to get him to move around a little bit, but you know I think this was his third start. Uh, he was pretty poised back there, you know, able to get some balls up, pick some balls off, there, you know. Um, I was able to get a tip on one of them, so yeah, he, he's he, he's a solid player. We were just trying to get to him, and make the most of our opportunities.
9: Jordan didn't finish the game. What'd you see from Cody when he took over calling the defense?
11: Yeah, Cody steps in. You know, that's our you know you know, what should I say, like a pair. You know, so Jordan goes down, Cody steps up, and it's So done.
9: where does the team go from here? How do you take advantage of kind of the mini buy that's ahead?
11: mini buy it's not a bye. We You can look at it like that, but it's all perspective. We just got to uh, hone in, uh, you know, take a day off get your body, but get ready for the next opponent.
9: Uh, On all to right. the next? All right. Thank you, Miles, we did see some good stuff
1: from that run defense today it's not quite enough. Thank you Jen. Miles Adams had to step in. Monet goes down. Al Woods was unavailable before the game but that's how the game goes man. This is football. Next guy has to step up and go out there and do his best.
4: Every week man that's what it's all about. You know the 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 thing that is 100% fact in the NFL is you're gonna get injured at some point in your career. Right. And uh, somebody's gonna have to step in for you and uh, you know, credit Miles for, for you know, having an opportunity. I, I spoke about him in the pregame, man. Hadn't really seen him a lot through the regular season. Really happy for him to be able to get his opportunity tonight.
3: Yeah, man, and that's how it is, man. It's opportunities, and this is where careers are made, right? Um, I always go back to my first uh, – time getting on the field and, and, and that's when sean springs went down in the preseason right and i was thrown in the fire and i had to get in the game and that's how it worked i was a rook and you just got to go out there and make it happen though know? and uh just like you said so it's a part of the game and that's how it works man but that's how it, careers are built so yeah
1: all right when we return we'll give you our player of the game that is coming up next the seahawks fall to the 49ers 21 to 13. player of the game it's always difficult in a loss because I feel like even the players themselves will be like, man, nobody was a player of the game. But in reality, there were some dudes who stood out from others when it comes to playing the beautiful game of football on a Thursday night prime time. And I feel like we're all scrambling right now. So you know what? I'm going to start us off. I'll start us off.
3: off. Y- Bob.
1: Give y'all some time. Thank you, bud. Give y'all some time. Thank you. My man almost threw a couple of interceptions, but I got to go with Gino. Okay. Because he kept us in the game. 31 to 44, 238. One touchdown, he was sacked three times. We don't have the season we're having without Gino. Simple as that. And, yes, there were some rough uh, <laughs> some rough throws out there. Started off the game kind of shaky, but found his way, found his groove back into this game and gave us a chance to win. Therefore, I'm going with the quarterback, Gino Smith. Who you guys got?
3: All right, I'm going to jump out, man. And for my second week in a row, um, I'm going to go with, what can I call them? I can call these guys the the – life rafts of the defense right the life raft. and that's my safeties man okay. that's Diggs and that's neil but i'm gonna stick with neil because like um that. at the running game when it's tough and when we're having a hard day stopping the run your safeties are always there to save us and bail us out that's their job of course at the last line of defense but yeah. ryan neil i really like what he's been doing this season at jamal adam go um it goes down first game of the season and he has stepped in and has been a, a a huge bright spot on this defense, his leadership, his, um, just how he approaches the game as a pro. I just love everything about it, man. So Neil is my guy.
1: All right. Turbulence. Yes. Yes. Yes.
4: Yes. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm debating between two guys. Um, and um, I think I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett uh, because he is the epitome of consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's just always there. You know, we saw him catching punt returns today, mm-hmm. securing the football, playing with a broken finger or whatever it was, you know, in the game. And he's a leader of this football team and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going with, i am i am i am almost went with Myers, our kicker. But uh I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lockett.
1: Hold up. You was I'll, on my head when I went with a kicker. I was. And you almost went with him. I almost went with the Welcome kicker. Welcome to man. the dark side, Turbo.
4: You know what I'm Welcome saying? to the dark side. I was side. like, shoot, might as well.
8: <laughs> shoot. You know? he, hey, shoot. he was
4: part they they they, they missed the field goal, right? 49ers. And uh, you know, our guy was our guy was perfect today. You know, give him credit. You I know, like you it. talking about you're talking about keeping us in the game, Gino, right? I yeah. mean listen, he kicked the you know, he kicked the thirty eight yarder, he kicked the fifty one yarder, you know. Um those So is like that your kicks. player of the game? No, it's Tyler Lockett. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's Tyler Lockett. Right. Just being right. official yeah. bump. Yeah. just <laughs> yeah. 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 making
1: sure. I mean, there's yeah. time to change your mind. Nope, nope. You good with it? Yeah. All right. Now hey twelves. Now is your chance to weigh in follow the seahawks on twitter and instagram to vote for Kids electric player of the game you guys make sure you do that we got you said ryan neal yes i had gino tyler and tyler lockett all right those are our picks today's final score 49ers 21 seahawks 13 a tough game the offense didn't get going earlier they felt out of sync but the defense kept them in the game and they hung around they hung around and just weren't able to get it done the number or the stat we were looking at entering this game was how were the hawks going to do against the run and how are they going to do running the football i'll answer that question for you the hawks rushed the ball 14 times for 70 yards and the 49ers rushed it 34 times for 170. There was a late run for 55 yards that kind of blew that stat up. I felt like the Hawks did decent against the run. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, had himself a decent day, 17-26, to 26, 217, and two touchdowns. Geno Smith threw the ball more this game, and I think he has all year, 31-44, to 44, 238, and one touchdown. When we walk away from this game, when we've had a day to digest it, what do you think your thoughts are going to be, Turbo?
4: Well, now that, you know, there, there's a couple of things that you said there, you know, rest r- the ball 14 times which I which I think is not enough, but we ran for 70 yards. So, and, and what's the average on that?
1: The average is Let me pull up my Yeah, well, uh, but that
4: that, that like, like as a runner, like I'm I'm it, just knowing, just being a running back for Five so many years, yeah. Just being a running back. So when I hear 14 for 70, I'm like, "What well, that's a good day on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that. I mean, you know, we, we want more, right? But that's actually a good day on the ground, five yards a carry. That is what you want. So we want to talk about improvement. We did improve in stopping the run, aside from that big run at the end. And then we did improve in running the football. We just didn't do it enough, right. in my opinion. You know, I just thought 14%, that's good. We're getting five yards a carry. Let's run it more. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, so when I, when I to answer your question, but, that's what I'm gonna be thinking about. I'm gonna be thinking about like, well, you know, hey, you know, listen, we were, we were struggling, stopping the run, just struggling running the football, and, you know, from an average standpoint, we did, a, a lot better in both areas. Yeah, man. If you look
3: at the Carolina game, if you go back to that, um, we said that the time of possession was what, bump. It was like, forty to. 20 or something like that. Last right? week? Or yeah.
1: Last week, yeah, it was 40 to 20. Yep.
3: Yep. And this week, I said it in the pregame show, that we needed to win the time of possession. And we didn't win it, but we were fairly close, you know, 33 to uh, to our 26, right? So that's, that's a little bit closer. And that means that we had our opportunities and they weren't just grinding the ball out and, and we couldn't get any stops and we couldn't get them off the field. The defense played okay. We just didn't make enough impact plays to uh, change the game.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Not enough. We uh, dropped a pick that could have been uh, good to go. A couple third downs. He felt like they had him wrapped up. They broke a couple tackles, but uh, that's the game of football. And you know, you win some, you lose some. But obviously, this is the one that you really wanted to win. Would have but set you lived yourself to up. Let's fight another day. Let's fight another day. But you would have <laughs> set yourself up uh, for the playoffs, but that just didn't happen tonight. But right now, we're gonna go to Jen Miller. She's standing by with Mike Jackson.
9: What did you like from the defense today? You knew that the Niners were going to be a challenge.
10: Uh, we never quit. Like, we didn't look at the scoreboard. We just kept playing ball, like right. even to the last play. So at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for.
9: Given that McCaffrey is a dual threat as a receiver and a running back, and yet he ended up with 30 yards receiving, would you do well in, in limiting him in that regard?
10: I just focusing, not focusing on him, but. Respecting, like understanding what he can do, what he can't do, and going from there.
9: Was it the focus of the defense or fundamentals that came into play on some of those tackles and, and tackles for loss and tackles at the line of scrimmage today?
10: Oh, always fundamentals. Like that's what the game is about. Like everybody be hyped the first fifteen of the game, but after a while, you just go back to the line and your technique.
9: On those two touchdowns that Kittle had. Is there anything the defense could have done differently, just given how they were schemed up?
10: Um, one of them, they just—it's just a smart ass play. The uh, I think it was first the first one. one, yeah. Where they fake left, fake yeah. right, up the middle. Like at the end of the day, they get paid too. But we just—I <clears throat> feel like we just gotta do better. We just have to lock in on our technique and just keep finding a way to keep getting better. Cause ain't nobody gonna be sorry for us, like. If we want something to change, we gotta change.
9: So then where do you guys go from here? What what does today do going forward into next week at KC? Uh,
10: I don't believe in more victories, but at the same time it's kinda of like uh what, we held up to twenty one points and I don't know if all the stats and stuff, but it's one of the things where it's like we had good and bad, so we need more good than the bad, so go watch the film and try to fix the bad plays and just find ways to get better.
9: Lastly, the good has always been with Jason Myers this yeah. year. His 51-yarder ties him with a franchise record for most 50-yarders in the season. What kind of spark can he give this team, and has he given
10: them? Oh, that's crazy. I didn't even know that, but Jay Myers is clutch. Like, he always talked about structure. <clears throat> And just his routine, no matter, he told us, uh, I think it was a team meeting last night, no matter if it's uh, for the game winner or just at the high school field, in the summertime practicing kicks, like he does the same thing over and over. And for me as a corner, which my game is more mental too, I like that because now it's like, okay, like I see what you're doing and I admire that.
9: Two field goals today from Jason Myers, but the Hawks do come up short. Bump, we'll get that back to you.
1: Jason Myers, man, he's been one of the most consistent players on this team this year. Mike Jackson talks about the design of one of George Kittle's touchdown. It was a cool little design. You're in shotgun. You fake the the swing to the left. You fake it to the right. George Kittle's blocking. Then he releases. The whole defense expands. The middle of the field is wide open. I would imagine it's so hard to be disciplined on a play like that. Defensively true.
3: Yeah. And that was the perfect defense to be in as well. Um, Cover two. I know you got your middle run through, and then you got your safeties back there. And you heard Diggs earlier in the press conference say that he, he looked out to one, and that's all it takes, man. And that's what the quarterback's doing. But you get two fakes, right. so the middle of the field is wide open. I know you got that middle linebacker that's usually supposed to be running with that. I don't know what the rest of the play looked like, but that's a tough play. Perfect design for cover two, though.
4: You know, it's interesting that the discipline it takes, you know, from the offensive line to, to run a play like that. Right. You know, you fake one side, fake the other side, and boom, you hit somebody down the field at that, right, for uh, not only a completion for a touchdown. I mean, think about how long you got to stay behind the line of scrimmage and not get that illegal man downfield penalty. Right. So, you know, it's just great execution, and it's one of those things where it's just like, man, you got guys playing on one side, guys playing on another. Right. The middle of the field is, is, is void. So, you know, every now and then there's, there's a play that happens in a game where you just boop. You, you you hit him with the Derek Jeter and you tip right. your hat, you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and say that was a great play.
1: Yep. And uh, that was one of those plays. When that went down, I just looked to my left. Nobody was there. But I was like, <laughs> dang, I'm looking at somebody that's to communicate with. Like that was filthy. Uh, All right. When we return, we're gonna break down some of these highlights that's coming up problem. next on your there. home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 17 and Car News Radio 97.3 FM. I was running the streets. Welcome back to Hog Talk. The Seahawks fall to the 49ers 21 to 13, but we still going through these highlights, baby. Let's yeah. start this thing off, man. Brock Purdy finds George Kittle on a well designed play. He fakes left, he fakes right down the gut to George Kittle as we wave goodbye to Jim Miller for a 28 yard touchdown, 7 to 0.
2: Seattle back to five defensive backs, quick snap to Purdy, looks both sides, now throws right down the middle, and open is Kittle, he's down to the five, he is in for a touchdown. What a well-designed play by the Niners, throwing a fake to the left side, looking back to the right, throwing a fake, and then when the linebackers all clear, Kittle runs right down the middle of the field, and he was wide open until Diggs touched him in the end zone. From 28 yards out, the Niners take the early lead,
3: 6-0. Yeah, this was one of those plays, man. Perfect call for the perfect defense. The guys are sitting in cover, two, And just like Rabo said, you get the linebacker out of there, there's nobody in the middle. Perfect play. Touchdown.
1: 7-0. to zero. The Seahawks will put three points on the board and then – Things start to happen. Gino Smith, he's looking for Travis Homer in the flats. He gets in the football. Boom, he gets hit. Unfortunately, he fumbles a football, and Ward returns that thing 40 yards.
2: Second down and six. Back on the line of scrimmage. Homer continues in the backfield. Three receivers right side. Gino looks, dumps the ball off to Homer. Middle of the field. First down. He fumbles a football. It pops out. Running down the near side is Ward. He's being chased and gets thrown out of bounds by Abe Lucas. The one thing you can't do in this situation is you can't cough the ball up, and Travis Homer does that. After he makes the catch, has a first down, gets hit, fumbles the football, and the Niners have it now in the red zone.
4: Yeah, unfortunate timing right there. Seahawks are moving the ball, and you know I I felt like this game was gonna come down to turnovers, and you know really the only turnover the game went to the 49ers and. This is just a bang-bang kind of play, and good play by the Niners right there.
1: The Niners will waste no time. Two plays later, they find Christian McCaffrey in a one-yard handoff into the end zone, making the score 14-3 to San Fran.
2: McCaffrey stays in the backfield. Purdy goes under center on second down and goal from the one. McCaffrey gets the handoff, and he fights his way into the end zone for six. So the Seahawks' offense... Looked like they might have had a little something going here on this two-minute drive. cough the ball up, and now they're facing, a, after a PAT here attempt by Gold, could be facing a 14-3 to 3 halftime deficit.
3: Yeah, you know McCaffrey, man, is a dual threat, triple threat. You can call it whatever you want, man. He's an all-around great football player, and he gets it done. And he's definitely a matchup problem. So, um, yeah, from the one, it's pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. Touchdown. All right, the
1: Niners will go into the tunnel at halftime of 14-3. They get the football. You're, we're thinking, look, you need a stop right here. That doesn't happen. Brock Purdy finds George Kittle for a 54-yard 50 yard touchdown, making the score of 21-3.
2: Kind of an offset pistol formation now. Out of the shotgun is Purdy, but he's got McCaffrey behind him and check as the fullback. They both go out to the left side Purdy looks and he's got Kittle wide open far sideline 25 Diggs misses the tackle another tackle miss and he's going to score two plays the Seahawks defense gives up a 54 yard touchdown catch to George Kittle as two Seahawks missed him on the run down the far side it's Kittle's second touchdown of the night and man you want to come out and sort of set the tone on defense. And that's really not the way to do it. And just like that, the Niners are up 20-3. to
4: Felt like a little bit of a busted coverage or miscommunication there on this play. You know, Kittle was able to find the corner uh, by himself, essentially, and made a catch and then made a great cutback to be able to get into the end zone. Uh, So just good play design there by the 49ers. In the fourth quarter on second
1: and 10, Geno Smith in shotgun finds Ken Walker. For a 33-yard gain, gets it down to the San Francisco 10.
2: On second down, a little dump-off pass. Walker has running room to the 40, the 35, the 30, the 20, the 15. Pushed out of bounds at the 10-yard line. The finder, the safety, came all the way over to make the play on Ken Walker the third. A busting coverage that time with the inside linebacker Warner blitzing. Somebody did not pick up Ken Walker the third, and he picks up 34 yards and a big first down.
3: Anytime there's a man wide open like that, like Ken Walker was on this play, it's definitely a busted coverage. But I thought Ken was maybe going to sneak into the end zone on this one. I thought he was going to turn on the Jets. Um, probably a little tired, man, towards the end of the game, but great play by Geno to find him, man, a nice run and catch.
1: To finish that drive, they go seven plays, 67 yards. The very next play after that Ken Walker 33-yard gain. Geno Smith finds Noah Fant for a 10-yard touchdown, making the score 21-13.
2: Gino from the shotgun, looks to the end zone, throws wide open, touchdown Seahawks, no offense all by himself between the safeties, makes the catch, falls back on his wallet, and the Seahawks now, 21-12, the Niners on top, a nice drive by the Seahawks, they're going to go for the PAT right here, but a nine-yard reception by Fant for the six.
4: Yeah, this was a really nice play by the Seahawks and probably Geno Smith's best throw of the day. Love the time that he had in the pocket to be able to step up in there, boom, and deliver the ball in the back of the end zone for a touchdown.
1: All right, the 49ers would get the football. And on third and two, this is a big down right here. You're hoping the Hawks come through and get a tackle for loss. That doesn't happen. Jordan Mason runs for 55 yards and seals the game.
2: Again, I backs. Use check. In front of Mason. Purdy under center. Two tight ends. Long count. Mason gets the handoff. He's got a first down. He's on the run. Breaks a tackle. There he goes. Down to the 30, the 25, the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. Gets knocked out of bounds on a great hustle play by the Seahawks at the two-yard line.
3: Yeah, this is one of those plays, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back, man. Right there towards the end, everybody... It's tired, man. They're giving it their last effort, and you get gash right there at the end. Uh, A good play by the 49ers, a good effort by the Hawks, but a too little too late, man.
1: Big play by the 49ers, which would blow up the uh, rushing yards. The total rushing yards, and when you look at it, you get rid of that play. They held them about to 115 yards, but that was all she wrote. The 49ers would beat the Seahawks 21-13 at home. And when we return, we're going to give you our unsung hero. That's coming up next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cowboy News Radio 97.3 FM. If you guys could be here during the breaks, there's some life lessons going on. And down.
4: life lessons going on. <laughs> life lessons is going truth. On. truth Damn. Right. Real talk With two F's at the end. T R U F F.
1: Okay. Well I need the
4: truth in who is your unsung hero. Oh. Turbo. We was, uh, you, know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with Jason Myers, bro. There you go. You know what I'm saying? There the kicker, go. man. He had a 38-yarder, 51. Yeah. You know, he was perfect on the day, man. And, he, and, you know, he was a huge part of keeping us in the in the tonight. game tonight.
1: Unsung hero. All right. I like that. I like that. Kicker. Who you got, True?
4: All right. I'm going to go uh, Puna Ford, man, you know,
3: with uh – Big Al Woods not there, man. Puna Ford had to step up and play nose, do some different duties, man, to take the boatload of uh, reps. And it's tough being in there in the trenches. I don't want no parts of that. I've never <laughs> been in those um, spaces like that, but I know it really goes down in there. It's a dogfight every single place. So to step up and make it happen, man, that's yeah. my unsung I hero. I like that. The like trenches that.
4: feel good, man. You ever run over somebody that's like 290? Bow! Never. Never. I don't want no parts of it. <laughs> never in my life. <laughs> It's A good feeling. I, I avoid the concussion <laughs> protocol for me. I'm good. I'll pass. Hit him with that L1.
1: <laughs> That's what I hit him with. I don't want no parts of that. Hey, get out of bounds. I do uh, my best time to lock an impression. It. <laughs> my unsung hero, man. I got to go. With my guy had to take over the green dot. He had to change his helmet. Mm. He had to change his helmet and step into a leadership role when your boy, Jordan Brooks, went down. I'm going with Cody Barton, man. We've uh, critiqued him a lot this year. <laughs> And uh, you know you got to give some guys some love when love is due. I didn't even know they had
3: that many helmets to fit Cody like that. Is he like a size eight, like um, <laughs> a fitted hat or something, or what? Turbo, I don't get it, man. What what what? what? <laughs> What's, what saying, bro? You saying he got hey, his
4: specially designed? <laughs> hey, at this
1: point of the show, I feel like sometimes Turbo becomes my kid off of coming down to Sugar <laughs> oh, High at at, at nine forty-five when he should be asleep. But you you know what? I would have been
4: asleep, but I have a show to do, so I drank some coffee. Okay,
1: we appreciate your responsibility, brother. You know what I'm we saying? We appreciate you, Doc. All right, man, those are our unsung heroes. Yeah, no, you got all, the kicker, three. Yep. Dark mm-hmm. Side.
3: Where'd yep. you go again, True? Puna Ford, the trenches, baby. Puna
1: Ford, I went with Cody Barn had to switch that, that helmet and get that green dot. Okay, when we return, we're going to talk about the playoffs. What's that situation look like? A nice little preview for nice. the Chiefs. That's coming up next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cobra Radio 97.3 FM. Time to look at the playoff picture right now. We know the guys at the top, right? You got the Eagles, the Vikings, the Niners, and the Bucks, the Cowboys. The bottom two, six and seven seed as we speak right now, are the Commanders and the Giants. These guys have to play each other still. We'll see what happens there. The Hawks hold the tiebreaker with the Giants. So the Hawks are sitting at that eight spot. At 7-7, seven seven. the Commanders, they still got to play the Giants, the Niners, the Browns, and the Cowboys. I see them losing to the Niners. I see them losing to the Cowboys, possibly. And then the Browns, right? You know, maybe a loss there. They could lose... Three out of four of these games. And this is the Giants. That's sorry, the Commanders remaining schedule. Excuse me. Commanders remaining schedule. The Giants, the Niners, the Browns, and the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we look at the Giants remaining schedule. They got the Commanders, the Vikings, the Colts, and the Eagles. You can look at the Eagles and say, all right, that's an automatic L. Eagles are already in the playoffs. By the time they play them, they're probably going to sit a bunch of their guys and have some rookies and some second strings out there. So you never know there. But I look at the Vikings and say, all right, I can see them losing to the Vikings. And I see, the uh, obviously, the commanders, they could lose there. The Colts are a toss-up. We don't know what the Jeff Saturdays are going to do on Sunday. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And now you got the Lions behind the Seahawks. They have the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. Oh, my goodness. Okay? The Lions look like they could win out, possibly. Yeah. Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. None of those teams are playing good football right now. But here's the thing if the Seahawks can win, two out of the next three of these games they'll be sitting at nine and seven you need some help help from the commanders and the Giants you never know they're still in this thing which is crazy to me right now that they're still in this thing at seven and seven obviously this was a big game tonight they let one get away Um, they let several get away the past what month of this season so far but they're still in it that's the reality of the situation you can say what you want you can say that this team is this they're that they are still in the hunt when ESPN puts up that graphic and they talk about these players. Playoff teams in the hunt are going to be the Seahawks in that right column. Okay, so that's the playoff picture. Let's talk about these Chiefs right now. We know Kansas City one of the best offenses in the game. You got Patrick Mahomes playing at a ridiculous level. He's out there making guys look like it's Pop Warner football with no-look passes and last minute throws into the end zone. No denying what these guys have on offense. It's going to be tough down there in Arrowhead. I've only played there once and it was during the preseason game. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the atmosphere is like during the regular season. Any of you guys play there during the regular season?
3: Uh, um, I've definitely played there. Yeah, um, me too. Priest-Holmes era stadium was off the (laughs) charts, man. I think we went out there, got our head beat in. Um, So (laughs) that's all I really remember. And the crowd is crazy, man. It feels like, yeah, the stadium's on top of you. So it's a um, serious uh, thing. And things are crazy when you're winning. Patrick Mahomes is rolling. It's going to be a heck of an atmosphere. So the Hawks got to gear up and be ready to go.
4: Yeah. I think we present a nice challenge for the Chiefs. Yeah. And it would be a nice, you know, opportunity for the Seahawks to be able to go down and, you know, bounce back by, uh, you know, finding a way to get a win on the road against one of the best teams in the NFL. The, the, the Really, the formula to beating the Kansas City Chiefs is keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And how do you do that? Well, first of all, you got to convert on third downs. you got to win the type of possession. And how do you do that? Running. Run the, that rock. The turbo. Ball. The football. Get underneath the center. And they're not a great team at stopping the run. Mm. So, this is an opportunity okay. for us to get downhill, stack some yards up, and find a way to get a win.
1: All right. There it is, man. There it is. You know what? It was unfortunate. Edie. The Hawks fall to the 49ers 21 to 13.